0: <laughs> <Wifers>. <laughs> All of us. I'm sorry. I'm in a really goofy mood today. I don't know why. You are. I am. But we're out of time. So let's just get this. Let's just get this show this, on the road. Let's get
1: the show on the road. Um, and I live here in New Jersey with my family, my wife, and my three kids. And we have always had animals. I mean, ever since I was born, um, I've always had a house full of animals. So it was only natural that then when I you know, had my own family. We would just have cats and dogs, and uh, we volunteered and worked at an animal shelter, and we would foster through them. And then I happened to meet Tammy and Jeff, um, and, you know, she was always in need of foster homes, so we started fostering for them a few years back, um, and we love it, you know. Um, we do it whenever we can. It's, you know, very rewarding. Um, there's just nothing like it. <laughs> you know, nothing like watching a dog who has been let down by humans decide to give us another chance. I mm-hmm. would like to say that um, because they're just so non judgmental and they're just forgiving, you know, and they come from all different situations where they were, for some reason, either given up or found as strays, mm-hmm. which typically means they were just let go or abandoned. Um, given up for, you know, silly reasons, uh, moving, sudden allergies, etc. And then, you know, they they came from a home where they were supposedly loved and felt secure and safe and their world was turned upside down um, and they're scared. And then they they come into this this new environment and, you know, you just get to watch them slowly settle back in and, and trust again and you know, the first wag of the tail, and it's just, it's amazing, you know, an amazing experience. It's rewarding. Um, it, uh, I don't know, it, it it teaches our kids compassion and, you know, the, the plight of homeless animals, and I want to pass that on to them. I feel that that's very important. They're the next generation of, you know, adopters and animal rescuers, so I want to definitely make sure that they understand that and, and get that experience. So that, that's why we do it. We love it. I can't imagine not doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I love fostering. For both dogs and cats, we've always um, tended to um, opt to either foster or adopt the, the seniors. Um, seniors are, um, I mean, they're easier for one thing. You know, it, dep- it depends on what, what the family's looking for in a dog, of course. But with a senior dog, um, you're going to get a dog who is already house trained and who will not chew things that they're not supposed to chew <laughs> and not get into things. Their personality is already set. And, you, you know, you kind of know what, you know, what you see is what you get usually, which is nice. Um, and they're, they're just so um, grateful. You know, a lot of times they just they they still have plenty of energy, but they want to just, you know, relax, and they just want a place to lay their heads and just seeing, you know, like an old or even older, wizened looking dog, you know, there's just <laughs> something about it that makes it, uh, I, I don't know, it just makes it even more rewarding, I I think, and just, you know, they're, they tend to be less adoptable. You know, everybody wants the puppies or the young ones. I, I will always have a place in my home for these, these older ones, and I... I urge anybody who's, you know, even considering a senior um, to, to go for it. It's an incredible experience. You know, you may not have them for as long, that's true, but they may surprise you, you know, whether you have them for, you know, I've had, unfortunately, one time a dog that we adopted. She was only with us for 11 months, you know, but I don't regret a thing, you know. She was... It was wonderful. She enriched our lives. Our lives are better because she came into it, you know, and um, we like to think that we made a difference in her life, more importantly, mm. that she had that the last 11 months of her life instead of being, you know, spent sitting on a concrete floor of an animal shelter, you know, still being cared for and them doing the best they can. Instead, she got to be in a home and be with the family again and feel loved. and. Uh, nothing beats that. So that's why we do it.
0: Tammy was mentioning that, that sometimes people actually, um, give up their senior dog when they get a puppy. Have you found that to be the case?
1: I've been in the animal welfare field for, um, close to 20 years now, um, between fostering, you know, working and volunteering in a shelter, et cetera. And, uh, yeah, I have seen that before, that, um, Sadly, they're, they don't see it a, a real lot. Luckily, but um, I've come across it, and it's um, incredibly upset anybody who has a heart. <laughs> you know, you yeah. feel like, um, oh my gosh, yeah, that people almost—it's almost like they want to trade in their their older pet to get a young younger model. You know, yeah. like, like you would do to a car. You know, yeah. um, it's it's pretty horrible. So, you know, the the mentality of of certain people, unfortunately. Um, is that pets are disposable and that they're almost viewed as, uh, you know, a possession, an object instead of a a living being. And, you know, I think we've come a long way in the animal welfare, you know, field with trying to change that mindset, but I think we still have a long ways to go based on sometimes the reasons why people, you know, give for, uh, for surrendering over their pets. I, um, you know, read stories and, you know, talk to people who who live in other areas of the country, um, and it's amazing. It's, it's like a, you know, it seems like a totally different world almost, the, yeah. the way um, animals are viewed in, in other states.
2: Yeah.
3: You
1: know, that's not to say everybody, of course, in those states is like that, but um, generally speaking, it's, it's just a much... Much more significant problem in in the southern states, sadly. So Mm -hmm. we're up here trying to help up here in New Jersey, but um, you know, little by little, one dog at a time. That's Mm -hmm. always what I say. You know, making a difference (laughs) one dog at a time because that's the best we can do. Best you You can do. Otherwise, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, You feel like it's a never-ending cycle. Yeah,
1: Mm. it it is. It is.
0: Would you mind talking about one of your most memorable? Foster experiences
1: Sure yeah I actually have um, I mean they're all memorable I, I remember every single foster animal I've ever had and how um, many
0: have you had?
1: Oh gosh um, I mean I could probably list them all but let me think I, I would <laughs> I would say altogether over the years um, probably 50 ish including wow. cats and dogs yeah but a very memorable, fostering and then adoption story um, that we have is um, about two years ago Tammy had asked me to foster a little chihuahua named Gomez and he was less than five pounds and he was blind 100% blind and the vets had thought that he was probably born blind and he actually got around pretty well considering So we agreed, happily, to foster this little Chihuahua. And and mind you, we had, at the time, we just had our our big golden retriever, who's also was a shelter dog, and he's like 80 pounds, and then we have this, like, four-and-a-half-pound Chihuahua. So it was pretty funny. They got along great. And, you know, my wife and I said to ourselves, you know, and to each other, we're probably going to have this little guy, Gomez, for quite some time, because he, he was a little bit older, also, and he's blind. so. He's, you know, he's not exactly considered to be, you know, on most people's, you know, list, you know, what they're looking for in a dog, you yeah. know, a blind, older dog. So I put him, his picture and his description on my Facebook page to my friends, and I said, oh, here's our newest foster dog, Gomez, and he's so sweet and cute, and he's blind, but that doesn't, you know, stop him from loving life, and, you know, gave a whole big description about him. And a friend of mine from elementary school, who I've known since I was like five years old, happened to be in the market for a little chihuahua. She already had one, and she was hoping to adopt a special needs chihuahua. I mean, go figure, you know, and she lived all the way down in Virginia Beach. And here I am up in New Jersey. Right.
0: (laughs) He probably passed (laughs) by Virginia Beach on his way up.
1: He did. I know. (laughs) How funny is that, right? So she called me, and she she said, I feel like this is meant to be. She said, you know, there was another adoption she had that happened to fall through um, somewhere, you know, down there, local to her. And then she saw my post on this little Gomez, and she said, I just felt an instant connection to him. And long story short, within a week, she made arrangements to drive all the way up here to New Jersey, which is about, I want to say, like about a a six-and-a-half-hour Ride, car ride, and she adopted this little Gomez, and he is living the best life with her and her family. And she actually adopted another special needs chihuahua from Tammy and Jeff after that. (laughs) Uh, Oh my gosh! And and that was uh, just—I love that story because it's you know it's somebody who I know, and it's just you know you just never know. Here's this poor little guy who would have probably languished at this shelter down in Texas because of overcrowding and, you know, the lack of adoptions and just there's the fact that there's so many, you know, animals down there. Um, and he comes up here and, and he he got a home within two weeks. You know, it was just amazing. I, and I love still getting updates on him. Yeah. You know, and he's just the sweetest little thing. Um, and I'm just so happy for him that he has this wonderful home. And we don't know how he got to that shelter in in Texas originally. We don't know his original story, you know, what what happened to him. But um, that's all he put that all behind him because he's definitely living the life now.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, that's so great. It's an amazing story, really. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And who do you have in the household now as far as foster pets?
1: Right now we have um, a little chihuahua mix named Happy and he's aptly named because his little tail is always wagging Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's just like the friendliest happiest little guy he just trots around and follows you around and he's 10 years old so he um he actually is at a good age where he'll still play with my other dogs and you know play for about 10 minutes or so and then he'll get tired and he'll jump on the couch and go underneath a blanket and take a nap for a couple hours but he, he's been wonderful. He fit right in as soon as we picked him up from the transport. He's also from Texas. He walked into our house and just said, okay, here I am. I'm going to hang out here for a while until I get adopted. So he's, he's available for adoption. Mm. Um, I'm hoping that he gets adopted pretty quickly because he's just so friendly and he would pretty much fit into any home. So,
0: How long I, have you had him in the house?
1: We've only had him for about a week and a half now. Okay. So, yeah. So he's, well, is welcome to stay here as long as he needs to until he finds his forever home. Mm. So we have a an eight year old um, golden retriever who we adopted from an animal shelter about four years ago. Um, when we were looking at the time um, for just a friendly adult dog, and he's, yeah the one that we, we picked and came home, and he's he's been wonderful. Uh, and he welcomes in all the fosters. He's welcomed in many, many fosters over the four years that he's been here. Oh, a little he's diplomat, a right? Yeah, he, he's great. <laughs> he is wonderful. And then we just adopted um, a puppy, a Pyrenees, uh oh. great, great Pyrenees St. Bernard mix. Oh, my named God. Named her Holly. <laughs> she's a, a little, little 10-week-old puppy right now, but she's going to be really big when she grows up so um we we typically you know it's kind of out of character for us because we typically adopt as i've said the older dogs and and tiny decided, ones uh, yeah and we decided to just um you know this <laughs> for once because we, we never adopt puppies so like oh let's let's just do it you know we do have kids and um they they love the older ones too of course but Oh, maybe one day we can get a puppy, and we always said, ah, you know, maybe, maybe, and we just decided to do it. So, we love her. She's she's funny. She keeps us on our toes for sure. And she and Happy, the little uh, foster dog, actually are about the same size for no. now, and <laughs> not for long, but for now. And uh, they actually play together and run around together. So it's really cute. Oh
0: my gosh. Yeah,
1: yeah. How old is she now? <laughs> she right now she's only like ten, ten and a half weeks old. She's oh. she's still very much a baby.
0: <laughs> oh well, congratulations. That's, thank you. That's wonderful. Yeah, very
1: exciting. Definitely Does this exciting. retire
0: you from the foster world or are you just gonna have a bigger, no, happier family? Not. No. <laughs>
1: just a bigger, happier family. I would recommend being a foster family to anyone who who loves dogs and who wants to make a difference. You know, um if you if you truly want to make a difference in the life of just one dog, you know, um, if you foster that one dog, that whole dog that dog's whole life uh, has changed for the better, and and you save that dog's life, even if that even if that's all you do is one dog in your whole life, that's one dog's life that you save, you know, um, and so you you make a difference, you know, you you have that that sense of, of purpose and like you're um you're you're all coming together well, Anyway anyone from the foster family down in texas to the transporters to the people who meet the transport up in new jersey um and then the dog ends up finally with you in the foster home and you get to have this whole experience of being a part of that incredible experience it's, it's very rewarding um and you watch this dog come out of its shell Um, Or maybe it already was out of its shell and just waltzes right into your house, you know, as if it's lived there forever. Um, And you get to meet the forever family, you know, who ends up adopting your foster dog. I've actually stayed in touch with, since I've been fostering with Tammy and and Jeff, um, I've stayed in touch with every single adopter uh, of my foster dogs. And I keep in touch with them i see them once in a while um so it's an incredible experience to see these dogs who are now just living the the best lives that they can because we all came together you know and the the foster family is just one piece of that larger puzzle but it's a very Mm -hmm. important piece because without foster homes uh, you know that any of these rescues couldn't do what they do they, foster homes are, are vital so I, I strongly urge anybody to please if you have it you know in your hearts and homes to just open yourself up to, to this little temporary visitor for a little while and you have the patience you know um, we never we never know you know a dog could like I said could come in and feel very at ease immediately um, or they might be a little bit scared, and they need a little bit of time to kind of decompress and, and settle in. But um, it, it, there's there's nothing like it. There's, there's no other experience like it.
4: That's so heartwarming. I really loved her perspective. She was making me all like. I know. Like the way she talked about older dogs. I was listening to this when we were going through the audio, just like, yes, yes, yes. I
0: want an older dog.
4: (laughs) I (laughs) just want to take care of them, like, especially dogs that have had such a hard life, maybe, in a shelter and feel abandoned. I just want to
0: love them so much. I just want to give them (laughs) an extra spot on the couch, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah, exactly. Just to, like... Just to love on them. It just seems like a terrible thing to, like, go from being on some person's couch your whole life and then like your last chapter being in a stupid cell. That's awful. I don't oh, know. It's so sad, it's heartbreaking. And if you're a foster, I don't know, it just feel like it's, y- there are people out there like Delia that are actually looking to adopt older dogs too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's people out there that are looking like that little Chihuahua. Right. <laughs> They're little looking little
4: blind, to come far, uh, far
0: distance for a blind Chihuahua. There's people out there that are good. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing.
4: My cat has three legs and no tail. She's <laughs> a little
0: special needs. Uh, I love the special needs <laughs> um, weirdos. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and, and we, I mean, she's great, you know. Yeah. And I fell in love with her immediately. Man.
0: Well, if you guys are curious at all, um, I know we mentioned their website, which is northstarpets.org. But their Facebook, you can actually click on the pictures of the pets and the 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 fosters that they have kind of in the process right now, and some are coming from Texas soon. And I know that they're actually looking for fosters. So if you're in the New York, New Jersey area, and you have the extra space, You might. this might be your mm-hmm. new, next calling. But the Facebook uh, account, it's under North Star Pet Rescue.
4: And we're having a great conversation about pet names oh on the God. message board right now. So uh-huh. if you wanna join us, go to wfmu.org and click on playlists and comments. Um, we're talking about how, uh, how yeah. dictator and despot names make really good they
0: do. names for cats. They do, you can be really creative. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like toenails, they're like meant to be colorful. I was really wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> All right. Like, do you name your toenails. <laughs> I name each of my toenails. <laughs> that's for a future that's episode. That's for a future episode. We'll talk about that Let's next move on. Break. <laughs> you guys want to feel some uh, warm and fun? <laughs> oh, we have I'll, the giggles. Oh, it's Lord. contagious. Let's Let's just bring us to uh the fly on the wall adoption potential adoption portion which i think this was these were the cutest people ever they to were get wonderful. off of a i
4: got a little teary oh, it's an emotional thing. Fan. All, right, all right here we go
0: so this person that's doing the meet and greet and there's definitely mm-hmm. like a lot of people looking for a basset hound mm-hmm. like what cuz i i hear a lot from people that that get frustrated with the rescue organizations because they're like, you know, there's so many dogs in the world. Why do I have to go through this enormous vetting process if they're just trying to get these dogs into homes? So, uh, you know, (laughs) I'd like to know, like, like the reason why you end up vetting them so much and a little bit about the process and why.
5: I have a more philosophical view toward it. I think, you know, our adoption, contract or or adoption application is very long it asks a lot of questions and like you said there are some people who ask that or they get annoyed you know like oh why is this so long and for me i I instantly get angry at that because i don't think people really understand that we both have full-time jobs all our volunteers have full-time jobs we do this you know kind of out of you know it's like a calling for us and our fosters in texas our fosters here And the animals really deserve to go to the best home possible. And we don't want them to come back. We want to make sure it's a perfect fit. And that's why we ask all these questions. And it's not really a matter of, oh, you know, because there are so many dogs, we should just get as many adopted out as quickly as we can. Who cares where they go? It's better than being dead or whatever. You know, it's we owe it to our fosters who are doing this to help us to make sure that that we've done our due diligence to make sure the dog goes to the best home possible so you know because we're volunteers you know it's i I take it personally you know every adoption is a personal thing to us you know we're emotionally invested in this dog and um it's not just you know it's not just a business you know you're not just selling a product to the first person that comes along so
2: and i should note that we we get a lot of really great applications for baxter i had a ton of applications to choose from and in in this instance i chose the the first good application that came in uh the first person that applied and it was a really good application and i put the foster in touch with with uh with the applicant and she really liked the applicant and um you know we we get such great applications and we want to help those people find a dog but a lot of times uh they're they're looking for uh, something specific like a ba- like a, a basset hound which we won't get as often or um, or you know a yorkie uh, or something yeah something like something, something uh, for instance we had a dog named Allie and I had 30 something applications on Allie because she's this cute little yorkie looking dog and uh you know it's 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 and once again she was a dog with behavioral issues so we wanted to find someone that was going to put up with that (laughs) but
5: there's going to be 29 disappointed possibly angry people and one really 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 happy person and one happy dog so you know that's kind of just the way it goes you know um, we're in the business to, to complete families and make people happy but along the way you know there's going to be people that apply that that you know that don't that get approved or they and they don't get the dog or their application is not approved so um sadly it's just kind of the way it goes mm.
0: How are you going to be able to give up this Basset Hound? This Uh, is so ridiculous. I'm telling you. Oh my God. (laughs) You're upside down. As a a rescue person, maybe I shouldn't
2: say this, but I'd like to put all of my dogs up for adoption and keep Baxter.
5: (laughs) Amazing. You keep, (laughs) you
0: This is what I'd like to know. Like, day in the life, Tammy and Jeff on a a Saturday. What is it like to be in your poop shoes?
5: Oh my God. Um, 20% of our lives is cleaning up poop in various places. Like,. You know, under the couch, it's like how did that get between under the your air? Yeah, Between your toes. Between your toes.
2: So I, Jeff, goes to bed much later than me, and I am a morning person. So I get up first thing in the morning, and all the dogs follow me downstairs. It is quite, uh, quite loud, and a lot of barking is going on, and everyone's excited, and I release the hounds into the yard, <laughs> and then uh, everyone gets fed. And then I clean up poop. <laughs> I clean up pee. Um, and then typically at that point, I either have meet and greets or I have a transport or... Just,
5: just give her like a rundown of today because today is jam-packed.
2: Yeah, so today I'm, I'm you know, meeting with you. It's and then um, I have an 11 a.m. meet and greet. I have a 12 p.m. meet and greet. I have to go to Prospect Park uh, at 2 o'clock to go meet a dog. Then I, um, and then I come back here at 3 p.m. and I have another meet and greet. And then, you know, take care of the dogs and everything. And then, of course, I have to go through emails and applications and you know, all that jazz and everything. So it's, Voicemails. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's never-ending. When we sit down to watch TV at night, we're not watching TV. The TV is on, but both of us are on our phones. And you can hear us boop. Dictating to our phones because we, you know, we're answering uh, applications that we're getting or we're responding to fosters or uh, inquiries or anything like that. I should note that Baxter's people are here. Okay. Um, usually, the dogs bark when I say here, so I'm surprised they haven't. But as we, soon as we, we have get to up, spell it sometimes. Yeah, but they, H-E-R-E, but yeah, they but they know, know they know how to spell now. So okay. when we say H E R E, she's outside right yeah, now. Yeah. So I think we should. So the
0: potential meet and greet is outside. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Can, can I? Should <laughs> I? Outside. Yep. Okay. TV so, Baxter
2: yeah. The,
0: do you have it yeah, you have it Exciting. Hold on. Um, it's like being a matchmaker.
2: Yeah, you come here. We're going to put you upstairs.
5: We try to block out outside yeah. noises to uh,
0: this is all part of the. This is all part of the routine. You block out. We got sounds. music. We Bubble certain dudes. dogs go in
2: certain areas. Even though he can jump that, he uh, he gets very upset when I so. um All right, so you and I will go outside. All right, you have to stay here, buddy. We yeah, don't want you're to the surprise.
0: You yet? Yeah, here, you go first. Kim. Hi. I'm Kim. I'm the person that's recording this. (laughs) Nice to meet you. Are you you the potential adopter? I'm Chris, yes. Chris, nice to meet you. Hi, my husband. Hi, nice to meet you. My dad, Dave, and my
3: brother, Andrew. Hi, Nice to meet you. We have been looking for a basset hound specifically. There's a number of other rescues we were working with, but this one is the one that stepped up, so (laughs) yeah. we would have taken a Basset Beagle cross, or you know something like that. But we've had Bassets before and wanted another one. Oh wow! So I, yeah, you're going to be so
0: excited. I just <laughs> fell in love with him inside. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. he. It sounds like he's an absolute sweetheart. <laughs> he's, he's fabulous. He's fabulous. So, so uh, you guys drove up for, uh, from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I'm from uh, from Idaho. Idaho. <laughs> well, he's even further. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: visiting.
0: But I, uh, I'm an expat. I live abroad. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Well, I don't want to keep you guys. All right. let, me, uh, let me grab him. I'm going to come out.
2: And we'll, uh, you know, so if you want um, yeah. to. I was wondering so if
0: we might borrow your bathroom for a moment, yes, too. Yes.
2: Well, what we'll do is we, we have to go. rotate dogs around. Yeah. Right. So, uh, right. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm going to bring him <laughs> out first. Um, but he uh, he's he's awesome.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool.
0: You ready? Yep. Yeah. I was saying how interesting I mean that he just came yesterday and he's just laying on the on the sofa with just a snore and these ears draped <laughs> <straight> down like <laughs> banana leaves. Just so sounds chill like around all of these bus. other oh, dogs. That
3: sounds like a typical basset. Is that really? Yes. A... <laughs> very much so. They're very laid back. It's one, that's one of the reasons we wanted another one. So laid back. Yeah. Wow. E- really... Fun dogs to be with. They they can get their things going. Their mm-hmm. nose, if their nose gets excited, they follow it and that's what gets them into trouble. Yeah. <laughs> they they take off and they don't come back. And then they look around and they realize they have no idea where they Yeah. Went. Right.
0: yeah. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh, here we go. Here comes. Oh. Oh.
2: Hello, Rocky. <laughs> <Hello,
3: Bobby.
0: laughs> Look at you!
3: Doesn't he look good? He looks looks so much better than he did in his profile. (laughs) Oh
2: why? I have presents. Got along with all of our dogs. We have tons of dogs in the house, and awesome. he just settled right in with the pack our of dogs. Big, our
3: big thing is that he was fostered with cats. Yep. Um, because yep. we have four. Yep.
2: I, he mm-hmm. just doesn't seem to care about anything <laughs> other well, than being next to you. Yes. yes. Oh, he is. He'll take your hand off, just so you know. I mean, he's very soft yeah. about it, but he is. He's still got that hunger. Oh, oh yeah. he's going to for yeah. a while. For a long <laughs> time. One of my first
3: stops with him, once we're ready to take him out, is going to be to take him to our food specialist, oh, so oh, we wow. can get him well, get I mean, supplements figured out. Oh great! Yeah,
0: there's the boy. Oh, does not oh, yeah. he
2: nice? Do So,
0: so much do you know better. it right away? How does this? How does it feel I when you meet a dog? I don't think this is a good fit. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to keep him. <laughs> How long have the both of you been looking for the right dog?
3: Well, we lost our cat-hating dog, or a dog-hating cat, in um, November. No, beginning, end of August, or end of October. Mm. And we had been saying that once once he was gone, we were going to open the dog search. We waited a couple weeks because we were both pretty heart-sore after we lost him. He was 12. Um... It's been four years since we've had a dog in our home, but I've, I've really missed having that extra bit of companionship. I love my kitties. They're affectionate. They're wonderful. We love them, but a dog is different. And I don't work full time. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm on furlough right now, and it gets a little empty in the house. Yeah. I love to go for walks, but it's a little lonely to go walking by yourself. Um, just, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <yes>. Big, <laughs> boy. Mama's boy. <laughs> uh, are you a mama's boy? You want to see her? You should come see her. He's going, No, I'm just fine right where Coffee I am. Room. Yeah. yeah. Is that how bassets are? They oh, find oh, yes. They're fine. They're pretty a... much.
0: Yep. This is typical. Even mm-hmm. after such a big transport, yeah. you would think there would be a little bit more anxiety, and I don't see an ounce this of anxiety so in his no. face. Yep. <laughs> I have a feeling that, that whatever
3: it is that happened that caused him to lose his home, and I'm suspicious it was the hurricane. Mm, it could have been. Um, he's just happy to have a people, mm. any people. And right now, any people will do. Uh-huh. As as he settles in and, and comes to live with us and get used to us, we'll see what is what he's like. Mm. Um, a new dog's personality doesn't begin to develop for at least a month, sometimes as long as, as oh, six. Boy. Sometimes it takes years before they're really comfortable. I don't think that's going to be a problem with this guy. <laughs>
0: Oh,
1: such a basset face.
3: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> okay. it is. It's such a basset. <laughs> okay.
1: So, I'm just going <laughs> go to just gonna go over the contract with contract you. I know I sent it previously, but I'm just
2: going to go over <laughs> with you, have you initial and do all that. Uh, first part deals with staining <laughs> <you neutering> or neutering. <laughs> already neutering, <laughs> don't have to worry about that. <laughs> <up> <laughs> uh, second part deals with keeping them up to date on <laughs> shots. We've had years. distemper, border Dela rabies. We don't do Uh so he would, if you wanted limes, you would do that at your expense. That you're going to license him in your town and you're going to register his microchip. He he is microchipped. Okay. Um, That's going to be my next question. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Um, If for some reason it doesn't work out, he comes back to us. Mm Twenty years.
3: So I need to sign here. Is that yours? Uh, An eventful two two weeks. weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. The lead up. The build up.
2: (laughs) And then next week we're picking up a brand new RV.
3: Oh.
0: Is he going to be going on a road trip He's is he going to be guys?
2: going on trips with us. Oh, yeah.
0: Where, where's the plan? Camping. Where is he headed? Yes. <laughs> you know, all of it.
3: We'll probably start in, in the Shenandoah Valley mm. uh, down in Virginia. That's one of our favorite places to go camping when we're doing a, a three-day or four-day weekend out that's, you know, not super long. And it's a good place to get started. And, mm. We usually take two cats along too, so that should be entertaining. <laughs> that's,
0: that's
2: awesome. <laughs> All of his uh, records okay, that we've uh, his, uh, his. It's assault. a
0: torturous time when, up yeah, to the point record record that record. you he's pick them up, though, it. Up. isn't and it? Like just waiting the, waiting, the dog, game of, waiting like, game of like what could go wrong and.
3: The right dog's worth waiting for. Yeah. yeah.
2: The right dog is no. worth waiting for. <laughs> this is his uh, microchip number. Okay. Um and that's the fetch ID is where you go to oh, right. to register it.
3: Okay, awesome. So awesome. Yeah. Um how much do I owe you?
2: Um, well, the our adoption fee for a dog over seven years old is two hundred dollars. Okay. Um, so and then our regular adult adoption fee is three seventy five. So whatever
3: <laughs> Well, I already <laughs> yeah. agreed to do the dental. So that was eighty nine and that's gonna be I'm just gonna put it in yeah. a flat hundred, so Okay. What do you want to <coughs> give them her?
1: Oh, her.
2: <laughs> he gave you his answer. <laughs> you, you know. Okay. I'll give like, you the green specifier. Thank you.
3: You are very welcome.
2: That uh, That's very generous they, of you. <laughs> well, I'm also going to send Carrie a $50 oh. gift card for, for tractor yes. supply. That's great. She could use that, that's for sure. We're so happy that she stepped up because i wanted him and our biggest thing with pulling dogs is is getting is the first step of getting a foster and when she stepped up we're like
3: yes it sounds like she was wonderful and she's been so good about updating me and everything i mean just yeah splendid splendid (laughs) now somewhere in that bag whoever has the bag bag. (gasps) is a leash
0: oh an official leash the official leash (laughs) Here
3: they come. Here comes your new mama. What do you think, Bax?
5: He was looking
3: Are we ready? ready. Alright. Right. Come seat. on, bud.
0: The there we go. <laughs> on, here we go. Go up this way, bud. This way. This way. Now comes okay. the hard part. This
2: come good. on,
3: buddy. Up, up, up. Come on, buddy. here
2: that's a good, oh, boy. good boy!
3: Good boy! You're going to go
0: in there. Okay. Okay. Yep. Thank you so sure Thank, Thank, Thank,
2: Thank, Thank, Thank you guys. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> They're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good adoption to, to, yeah, I mean, We couldn't
0: even set that up in we tried. Oh my gosh, you know? yeah. It's like, did you, was this a fake? <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just good, good voice <laughs> right. yeah.
0: There you go. (laughs) They were so cute. (laughs) They were so, I know they're from Virginia, but they seem very Midwestern to me. Yeah. They were like, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, good boy.
4: (laughs) It was was so sweet. It was really good to be able to follow that story, too. Oh, my God. I got really invested in it. I, like, really wanted it to work out and for them to be okay. And it was so great in the end when they showed up, and they were so happy to him and take yeah. him home he's gonna be so happy
0: now there was um a, a different adopter uh meet and greet right afterwards and this was one that i also saw this dog come off of the um transport truck and it was like a really nervous but adorable little kind of teddy berry looking dog mm-hmm. and um a family was interested in it and um, I had this side conversation. I didn't want to end with this, but it was an interesting conversation because Tammy was outside talking to this family, young kids that wanted to adopt this little fuzzy dog. Mm-hmm. And But you could just tell in this little fuzzy dog that he did not like to be hugged. He did not like to be handled in the way that maybe kids would want to handle oh, things. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And Jeff it, was inside just talking to me about, like, how hard it is to be able to like you know these people were the ones that were lined up for this dog and sometimes you can't talk them out of what they want in an adoption or what they want in a dog um but you try all these different angles and try to maybe you know you really have to play the part of like a matchmaker right make it you know that so they see it also that it has to be for the kids and it has to be for the dog as well well
4: because if it's a bad match they're just going to end up taking the dog back to a shelter especially if they have kids yeah and it's a bad match and the dog ends up but can you imagine having like an
0: entire family that are there ready to get a dog and and you have to be "Mm." like "Mm, i don't think it's a good fit that's a really hard job you know they they were talking about like these are the types of concerns that we you know we look at and sometimes it's not as black and white as the basset hound adoption, right? Where you know? it was just so clear that it was a perfect match. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, I mean, because they're they're adopting some sort of yeah. troubled dogs in
0: some cases. Well, I want to hear how it turned out. Let's let's listen to Tammy and Jeff. They'll tell us about some of the other dogs. I know we're running. We get an update. Yeah. You you guys tend to take on. Um, more difficult cases, I know you yeah. usually do a mix of no brainers yeah um, and then some dogs that have special needs and older dogs, but we have know.
2: a lot of seniors in the system right now. Uh, we have a senior named Poncho that uh, has been in Foster since October and he was recently adopted and returned because unfortunately he he was treated for heartworm in Texas and he tested negative before he came up. And he's been on heartworm preventative since October. And then he was adopted out. They brought him to their vet and he tested positive for heartworm. And that does happen sometimes. Um, So now he has to be retreated for heartworm again. And he's a senior. He's 10 or 11 years old. He's a little 10-pound dachshund chihuahua mix. So he was returned because the family, uh, it was an older woman and she just lost her dog. And she wanted a senior dog, but she just couldn't go through the thought of losing a dog again. Mm-hmm. So he was just recently turned, he's in foster and he has to undergo heartworm treatment. So I would love to see him get adopted. He really is what I call a no-brainer. He just wants a lap to lay in, that's mm-hmm. it. That's all he wants. He's good with other dogs, good with cats, good with kids, good with people, he's he's awesome. Uh, we have a little pit uh, bull named uh, Benny Benjamin on our website and he was pulled locally from Newark, and he is loves cats, loves dogs, loves kids he's another one that would just be and he's young he's like six, seven months old Aww. Um, and he is uh, he's great. <laughs> we have Brandy who is a senior she's uh, she's in Foster up here in New Jersey. We pulled her from a really bad shelter in Texas and uh, she's just i don't know she's probably like 10 years old i don't even know what mix we would say she has maybe a greyhound mix and she's good with cats and dogs as well and she's living in a in a home with with kids and um and you know she's another one if you just want a companion that is just going to lay on the couch with you and doesn't need much mm. um oh my god finlandia Finlandia is...
0: I saw that
2: <laughs> so we I named saw... her Finlandia because she smells like cheese
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> is that wrong? I think that's wrong and um, what
2: and... is she like
0: is she like an otter hound or something what is she's she? she's like a basset hound
2: mix uh, the basset blood... hound I'm sorry I didn't, oh. I didn't mean like a, blood hound. Hound a mix. bloodhound mix oh my god she's we got her she was 65 pounds she's 85 pounds now she had to go through heartworm treatment, and she's arriving on April sixteenth. And um, and uh, I, I need a foster for her, and of course I would love an adopter for her. But she is she's been a foster since January, but once again had to go through the whole heartworm treatment, and yeah. uh, and she's like I said, she's went from sixty five to eighty five, and it's funny. Kind of, that the vet in Texas said, We have to charge you more for heartworm treatment because she's gained so much weight. So so now she's in a different class. (laughs) So I was joking with the foster, like, you had to feed her. Couldn't you just keep her under that weight limit? At her fighting weight. Um So she's young. She's she's probably yeah, I'm like two years old. mm. And she's 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 at the filling out stage. Yeah. yeah. So uh And we have so many
0: more. Where do you go if you want to find...
2: So you can go on our website at www.northstarpets.org. And all of our dogs are on the website. Uh, The dogs that are here in New Jersey, dogs that are coming from Texas, dogs that are coming from Kentucky. And uh, all the dogs are in foster homes before they get here, and then they're in foster homes when they get here. So we tend to have a lot of information on them. And uh, we just... We just have a lot of dogs that are coming, and we <laughs> well,
0: yeah, what kind of people are you looking for to foster a dog?
2: Uh, really anyone out there that that wants to that either can't adopt right now or even if you're looking to get your feet wet and you and you think you want to add a dog to your home or or if you wanna if you have a dog and you want to see what it's like to have two dogs or three dogs or six dogs or <laughs> ten dogs um. <laughs> Uh, really it, it, if, if you're renting, if your landlord says it's okay, it's fine, it doesn't matter if you have a fenced in yard, it doesn't matter if you have kids it, it there's really no requirements it's and we try to hook you up with a dog that we think would be a good fit for your lifestyle. Mm-hmm.
0: so uh, the, it's it's really anyone can do it anyone. <laughs> And a lot of the time the process is that you may already have a meet and greet set up for when the dog arrives. So it may just be a staging Sometimes, situation. Sometimes, yes.
2: Sometimes, uh, uh, for instance, Finlandia does not have an adopter. So I need, I need a foster for her when she comes up. Mm-hmm. But I have dogs come in next week. I think we have six or seven dogs. And I think out of those six or seven dogs, I think six of them have meet and greets Mm -hmm. so even for like overnight if someone can take a dog just overnight until the next day when we do Mm -hmm. a meet and greet for that dog and then sometimes we have a meet and greet set up and it's just it it just not a match yeah it's not a match so in that case I have to in my mind I'm thinking okay who's going to foster this dog if it doesn't if it doesn't work out yeah plan b so yeah We always have to have a plan B, always, or C or D. I
5: think people are somewhat apprehensive about fostering. They just, oh God, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for a dog. I don't know if I can have a dog in my house. Uh, i work full-time i work full-time for for whatever reason and it's just so easy you know most dogs are incredibly adaptable they um, sleep a lot more they, than you they, think yeah mm-hmm. they sleep a lot um most of our dogs are crate trained um we ask the fosters to try and crate train them so we'll provide you with a crate so basically there's nothing to be afraid about you bring the dog home we'll give you a crate we'll give you bedding um we'll give you a little starter food you know uh, to start the dog out on and dog just comes to your house and hangs out it's uh... and
2: most people the biggest thing of why they can't they say they can't foster is that they 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 won't be able to let let them go that it's too heartbreaking but to that i say if you see if you see what we see which is all these dogs that are being put down in shelters by you fostering you're you're saving you're saving a life so you have to kind of look at it not that you're letting this dog go this dog is going to a wonderful home that you've picked out and now you can take another dog that was going to be euthanized from a shelter and it's the first one the second one the third one they're hard but then when you get into a routine of it and and you know you see the families that these dogs are going going home to and and you get updates about how great this dog is doing yeah that's what makes it all worthwhile you see the, it's like the, the switch
5: up. flip in people's head like yeah. oh my god now i understand yeah, yeah. after the first you know one or two and it, it's hard it's hard for the first couple but um you're stronger than you think
4: and they had to bottle feed all the puppies because oh the puppies god. weren't actually ready to eat when they took them away they were still breastfeeding um, is that what you call it if, with dogs? Is it called breastfeeding? It's
0: breastises feeding.
4: Because there's so many. <laughs> it just sounds weird to say breastfeeding with dogs, doesn't yeah, it? it? Yeah, because, yeah. It seems wrong. Because then does. you're just picturing, like, dog breasts, which is, like, weird and awkward. And seems like something from, like, a, um, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: It, so yeah, I just posted a picture up of the tripod patches. He's so cute, and so I feel bad for these like mom dogs too. That like they just become like breeding dogs, and they have like those big long, uh, so saggy sad. boobs. Oh, do you call them boobs? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, it's <laughs> I'm just imagining
4: this like creature from like a Yodorovsky film where they're all like. Do you know what I'm talking? Nobody knows what I'm talking about. It's fine. <laughs>
0: Well, um, (coughs) the other thing that I just wanted to wanted to talk about was just the fact that you have to have a sense of humor with this with this, I say a a profession because I think that in in the mindset of Tammy and, and Jeff. Like, it is what they're doing. Like, they have to make money on the side with full-time jobs, but this is their calling right. and their profession. I mean, the same
4: way that this is but with us. It's like, you know, when people ask me what I do, I'm not like, oh, various and sundry, odd, <laughs> like freelance tasks that I hate.
0: Um, I'm like, oh, I, you know. But they have such a, they have to have a sense of humor. I mean, they have to be funny and they have to um, be able to roll with it because Yeah. You know, for each great story, there is a tragic story. And then for each up, there's a down. And and for each up. like
4: smooth, just totally like smooth process, there's a yeah. completely calamitous one where right. it's just, you know, everything goes wrong from all angles yeah. and you really have to be able to roll with it. Uh, and I, I think
0: it's really, it's pretty impressive, um, What's that am- they're able to keep doing this. Yeah. What's impressive are some of these names that are on the message board and people guessing what you would call, oh, bitch teats. Are you allowed (laughs) to say that? Well, uh, a bitch is a female dog. Okay. And teats are what they have. You just had a very small heart attack. (laughs) I was like, gotcha! You can say that. (laughs) It's, It's fine. Jeff Moore said it. It's fine. Oh, I guess.
4: Yeah. Don't blame him later. But there was some
0: good... There was some good. Uh, Ooh, good one. Cat Stevens cat for Stevens. a cat name. I feel like we have much more of a cat audience, just well, so there's, you know.
4: But also, like, there's so many good cat name puns. If you have dog pun names, I mean, feel
0: free to chime Kitty in. Kitty Carlisle. Kitty Carlisle was a good one. Ladybird is a good name for a dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we Ferdinand had, uh, Marcos. <laughs> <For> Ferd- <laughs> what was it?
4: Ferdinand. Ah, Ferdinand Marcos and a meow de Marcos and oh, there Ferdinand you go. and a meow de Marcos. is perfect. I said Mussolini earlier. Um, we got a couple suggestions. Chairman meow, meow. <laughs> and oh, there was another
0: one. They were so you know. yeah, all of the dictators were great.
4: They're, well, they're good for cats because cats already, I think, sort of look like they're plotting a takeover. Yeah. And they also look really suspicious. Oh, like the they're on the lookout for like
0: like dissenters everywhere. And um, <laughs> so I think it's it's appropriate. We've done now three different dog episodes. Yeah, we, we did we the have. Westminster of Fancy Dogs. We did we did dog rescue of awesome dogs. But we've never done a cat episode.
4: No. Well, so I tried to get you to go talk to the cat people at the Westminster Dog Show because there's an entire cat room at the Westminster Dog Show now. And I went and interviewed a bunch of cat people and you were having none of it. Manda Del Barco, says Jeff (laughs) Moore. I like it.
0: (laughs) 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 But you're right. You're right. The the evildoers don't come off on a dog face expression. No.
4: They just look so happy and cute. Right. Yeah. Better for, like, maybe old vaudeville stars would be good for those.
0: Like Groucho Barks?
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just walked right into that one. Man, that was good. Yeah, yeah. the Barks Brothers. The- I like having, an, uh, a, like, a name for, like, a, a gang of dogs. Like, I like the idea of naming your dogs individually and then naming them, like, as a gang.
0: Mm, like right. the
4: Barks Brothers.
0: Like, and they, so that you can refer to them as a group. Yeah. You know? The, f- the funny thing I'm remembering back with, um, the Tammy and Jeff with the adoption, I had to trim this out, but they had this one, I, I guess we're allowed to say it. The, the, the one asshole dog that they mm-hmm. have with each of their dogs, they've got the no brainers and they've got the ones with three legs and they've got the one with heartworm. And then they had this one that was just impossible to adopt. It smelled like cheese, not the cheese <laughs> oh. one, but th- as the, as the, as the, um, Basset hound is being put in the car. Tammy is taking the other, the the little asshole dog, and she's like trying to shove it into the window. And she's like, "It's a buy one get one free. You get to have this dog too. Bye. Have a great life. See you later." And she, I mean, but that's the, that's the kind of silliness yeah. you gotta you gotta roll with. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, if um, if any of you out there are interested in fostering, um, NorthStarPetRescues.org, um, or there is the Facebook page where you can reach out to uh, Tammy and/or Jeff under NorthStar Pet Rescue, and
4: you can look at pictures of all the the dogs they have up for fostering, and yeah, um, yeah, maybe you're interested in adopting too, <laughs> in foster failing.
0: Carl Heinz, Doghausen.
4: (laughs) Or, yeah. That one, I admit, is going a little over my head. I'm gonna have to get Jeff Moore to explain that one to me later. Anyway.
0: And Melinda (laughs) wants to know why there's a cat room at Westminster.
4: Oh, um, because the cat people, I think just the cat people were feeling left out. And so they wanted, um, they really wanted to have a little cat show. And so they have like the cat thing where the cat you know, goes through the obstacle course. And I got to watch like all these like fancy froofy cats go through obstacle courses, which works about as well as you would expect it to. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, that's about it. Training in cats. Anyway, you've been listening to WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope in New York city and Rockland County at 91.9 FM and online at WFMU.org. Stay tuned for the honky tonk radio girl coming up next.
0: Sorry Here on, on WFMU. Oh
4: my god.
3: <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. I just want a nice dog bed. Dog bed and yeah, you've got a couple food. dog bed beds, regular a nice fireplace to sit in front you of.
2: Mm. Right up well. And I got people, my phone I
3: want people. I love people, especially with sauce.
1: <laughs> what do you think, Bill?